Well, welcome to our uh, kitchen party here at Center 200 as the teams make their way onto the ice led by Team Ontario out of the Ottawa Curling Club, skipped, of course, by Rachel Holman. As we say hello, Canada, and welcome back, Cheryl Russ alongside. We've talked a lot about Rachel Holman, somewhat a little different in their style of play. Three championships, but I really do believe this is the most well-rounded Rachel Holman we have ever seen. I agree. I think this is a team that's fully equipped to handle anything the opposition throws at them. And I see little bits of influence from some key coaches they've worked with over the years. Earl Morris built this foundation. Richard Hart with his strategy. You've got Adam Kingsbury with his performance under pressure. And finally coming full circle, Marcel Rock with his soft game. Their game is as well-rounded as I've ever seen. Thing two earlier today, they scored four against Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan came right back with three. Did it rattle them? No. They just kept their focus, replied with a couple of their own, and then, of course, went on to win it to put themselves in position to win a fourth title. First time ever they have come out of the 3-4 game. Well, you talk about Alberta again. This is a new look. Chelsea Carey, she's playing differently, but what stands out to my mind, Russ, is her calmness. Yeah, no kidding. We, she's been a world-class shot maker for a long, long time, but it's that composure that impressed me in that 1-2 game, Vic. Yeah, that was incredibly impressive. She missed shot after shot after shot in the first four ends. She hung in there. She had that belief that if she really was up against it, she could make the big one, like the freeze and five right on the pin to make that steal and turn the game around. And the world-class tap back for four to put the game away. She has to do that one more time. So here we are. Two teams down to one game, both with their eyes on the prize, the Arkells. Vic, 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 Vic. We cannot afford the Arkells on this show. This is a mom and pop's podcast operation. I can't afford those music rights. Regardless, welcome to episode number 61 of the Legend of Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Funkari. In Sioux St. Marie, joined at our folks' place uh, by my brother, Brett Funkari. And Brett, it has finally come to this. We have talked about this for a while now on the show. Yeah. We're recording this on Christmas Eve. You're getting posted Christmas Day, Boxing Day, or some point in December. But yes, we feel like it's finally time to discuss the 2019 Scotty's Tournament of Hearts Final between Alberta's Chelsea Carey and Ontario's Rachel Homan. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to say is if you want like a roller coaster, I guess almost car crash of a game and tales of emotions and whatnot, like this is this game had it all. What a magical journey we are about to go on, but we'll get through this in due time. Um, as we usually do, we'll start off by discussing how this field was put together for the Scotties, and it's an interesting role how we get to this point. So let's begin. Team Canada is Jennifer Jones. She beat Carrie Anderson in Penticton the previous year, 8-6. to six. The sixth title for Jones and second Jill Officer, the fifth for Lee Don McEwen, and the first for Phil in third, Shannon Burchard, who replaced Caitlin Law, the Olympics winning gold medal mixed doubles with John Morris. They won the World Championships in North Bay over Olympic champion Anna Hasselberg with Caitlin Laws returning to the Team Canada event. Jill Officer retired at year's end and was replaced by Jocelyn Peterman. More on her in a little bit. Actually, right now. Alberta champion is Chelsea Carey. She defeated Kelsey Rock in the provincial final. Carey, who, if you may recall from our 2016 episode, um, I forget which number that was. It was like 40-something. But it's the one yeah. where... You can tell the kids what episode that is, right? What happens in it? Well, that was the that year in 2016 where she made the Scotties final 
beating Northern Ontario's Krista McCarville, who was in her first final. It was also the first Sky Sound for like, well, Chelsea, Carey, Peterman, and Lee Peters, but a long overdue title for Ferdy I mean, Nixon. They would go to finish, I think, fourth in the world women's. I think they lost to, I think it was Russia in the bronze game. I might be wrong on that, though. Uh, that episode, if you want to hear more about that game itself between McCarville and Jones and about 2016 Scotties, that's episode 38. So, following the 2016 championship, McCarville beat Carey in a 3-4 game, but they got revenge in a bronze medal game. Uh, Amy Nixon had retired at that point. Kathy Overton had come in for 2017 season. They lost Olympic trials finals to Rachel Homan, more on her later, and then lost Alberta Somerset year to Shannon Clybrink, lost the first wildcard game to Carey Anderson. A new team for this year, Sarah Wilkes coming in from the Shannon Clybring team, and Dana Ferguson and Rochelle Brown coming from Val Sweeting's rink. More on Sweeting in a little bit. Yeah, like, it was a decent front end for this new uh, Carey team, and Wilkes I was, it was kind of almost an unknown quantity in a way. But Carey is like at this point, like almost shuffling teams now, like every almost like a recurrence almost, like especially from her Manitoba days now in Alberta, and then shuffling the lineup again and again and again almost. Um, it wasn't a bad. This wasn't a bad lineup for any stretch of the imagination. Plus, you get you get fun with Pooks and Fergie. Uh, also, note from this: the provincials, Casey Scheidegger lost three straight finals in a triple knockout event. A final to Carrie, B final to Rock, and C final to Jody Mal- Jody Malfeller. More on her coming up. In British Columbia, Sarah Work defeated Corin Brown in the final. We'll hear more about Corin in years to come on this podcast. <laughs> in Manitoba, Tracy Flory defeated Carrie Irons in a thirteen-seven car crash final. Ierson forms a super team with Val Sweeting, Shannon Burst, and Brianne Mayer. Flory takes over the rink that Ierson had with Selena Nagevin, Liz Fife, and Kristen McCush. As mentioned, the final, the final. <laughs> so I missed this. I was covering the Tyler Tardy, JT Ryan Provincial World or Canadian Junior Final, future episode of the podcast, hopefully. Yeah. Ierson scores five in the second and take a 5 1 lead. Is up 6 3 after 4. Flurry scores 3 and steals 2, taking an 8 6 lead. Ironson gets 1 and 7, and Flurry scores 2 and steals 3. <laughs> that was just. I mean, we, we, yeah, that was a car crash. We just wait a couple years later, a year later. <laughs> you want a more big car crash, but. Yes. Release the 2010 footage, 2020 Manitoba Scotty's finals, you cowards. Oh, if you want a car crash, you come to the right place. Um. In New Brunswick, Andrea Crawford defeated Sarah Malay. Newfoundland Labrador, Kelly Sharp defeated Cathelia Ward. In Northern Ontario, Krista McCarville defeated Jenna Angie. In Northwest Territories, Carrie Galusha defeated Tiana Bain in the best of three. Nova Scotia, your host team for the event, Jill Brothers, stole two in a tenth and to defeat the, prevent, the previous uh, semifinalist in 2018, Marianne Arsenault. In Nunavut, Janine Bonner won a three-team event over Rob Mackey and Sadie Pinkson. In Ontario, Rachel Holman defeated Julie Tippin. It was the first trip back for Holman since winning in 2017 at the Scotties. Uh, she was, of course, at the Olympics in a star-crossed run there in Pyeongchang, uh, so she couldn't defend her title. Runner-up Michelle Englott went instead. This particular lineup, Rachel Holman, Emma Miskew, Joanne Courtney, and Lisa Weagle have been together since 2014. They lost a 3-4 game in 2015 to Lawton. As you heard in 2016, Scotties, Jen Hanna happened in the Ontario playdowns. And, of course, they won the Scotties and the World in 2017, defeating Michelle Anglet in the Classic, which I've never seen. Brett tells me it's a very good game, so we'll probably do it yeah. at some point on the show. And defeating Anna Sidrova of Russia in the final. Holman, Miss and Regal are three-time Scotties winners, and Courtney's only win in 2017. She had lost the final with Val Sweeney in 2014. Yeah, this is like what you heard. It was very successful until the 
crashing and burning in the Olympics, but... And Jane Hanna. And Jane Hanna. Um, but this is almost like the start, I think, almost a... The way a story like is a redemption arc for this team after that Olympic implosion in 2018. Um, the other four teams in this event, Prince Edward Island, Suzanne Burke defeated Veronica Smith in Quebec. Two junior teams go at it, but not Laurie St. George's. She's busy in Prince Albert. Gabrielle Lavoie defeats Amelia Gagne. And in Saskatchewan, Robin Silvernagel finally breaks through after losing the 2017 and 2018 finals to Penny Barker and Sherry Anderson. She steals one in attempt to beat Anderson and win a provincial title. Also, the other uh, territorial playdown, uh, UConn Nicole Baldwin had a direct entry. There was a bit of a story from that Saskatchewan final. Robin couldn't watch the last shot for Anderson. She was way in the bathroom. <laughs> she didn't even want to watch that last shot. It's, it's on the stream. She meant on the Sask stream from that game, and she mentioned like she ran onto the water. She couldn't bear to watch that last uh, shot from Sherry. Uh, so wild card game. Uh, basically. Whoever didn't win Alberta and Manitoba would get into the field as the wild card participants. But because Rachel Ullman didn't play in the 2018 Scotties, she had a spot in the wild card game if she lost the Ontario Finals guaranteed because Curling Canada. Hey, you didn't have like 20 wild cards yet. <laughs> so, uh, in the wild card game itself, Scheidegger defeats Einerson 7 6. Einerson had a 3 1 lead after four ends. Casey gets 2 and 5, steals 1 and 6, and 2 and 7 leads 6 3. Ironson gets 2-8 and eight and steals 1-9 and nine to tie things up, but Casey gets 1-10 to win the event. The Ironson rings, crashes, and burns, and then they've gone and snapped next the last four years as a recording. <laughs> yeah, like the first year, then there was a ton of, as I mentioned before, um, like in years past, there was a ton of hype around this all-skip team. It was, but it was definitely a really humbling first year. Like They dominated the start of the year. But then they kind of, everyone kind of caught up, and then they got absolutely humbled in the provincial final and this wild card game. But but now it wouldn't happen because everybody's basically guaranteed a spot. No wonder Curling Canada's falling apart. Yep. So um, in pool play, in pool A, Alberta, Chelsea Carey goes seven and zero. Ontario five and two. Northern Ontario is five and two. BC Manitoba finished at four and three. They play. They end up going to a tiebreaker game. Uh, we'll discuss in a little bit. Following a 7-5 extra end loss to Kristen McCarvel. Finishing out of the playoff picture were already the Vanity Championship pool playoff picture, I should say. Nova Scotia 2-5. None of it 1-6. We got their first round round win. 4-3 over Quebec. Quebec finishing 0-7. Yeah, we're talking about like how the probably, real, the, probably the shock was Tracy Fleury not making championship pool. Um, but the way it happened against Northern Ontario was um, probably even more big of a gut punch than losing to Sarah Wark in uh, BC. In pool B, Scheidegger's wildcard ring goes 6-1. and one. Saskatchewan is 5-2, and two, as is Suzanne Burton PEI, highlighted along the way of a 13-12 extra end win over New Brunswick's Andrea Crawford, uh, the highest scoring game at that point in Scotty's history. Uh, Canada, 4-3. and three. Uh, Northwest Territories and New Brunswick were 3-4. and four. The Northwest Territories, Carrie Galusha, had she... One over to UConn, she would have gone to a tiebreaker because Jennifer Jones had lost to Scheidegger. But she lays a 13-6 egg to the UConn, who went 1-6 in the last draw. Newfoundland also 1-6. Oh. I agree. Sure, Galusha, you do, you do good against these other things. You get trounced by UConn. And, um, but yeah, there's another story from that. Like, you know, besides, you know, JJ Nolan going forward and free, but um, Suzanne Bird turning into... Pac-12 offense that year was just exploded, especially that, as you said, that 
wild game against New Brunswick. Um, but even then, they were I think one of the highest scoring teams in the whole field. So in the championship pool play, well, first the tiebreaker game, uh, Sarah Wark winning 8-5 over Tracy Flory, Manitoba's champions out. Uh, the turning point in that game, a seal of three in the eighth end to put things almost out of reach at that point for BC. Yeah, if I recalled in that game, um, from what I could remember, <clears throat> sorry, um, I think like it were pretty even, but as I said that eighth end just turned into an utter disaster for, for Flurry and company. In the championship pool, the teams that haven't played each other cross over, Kerry goes 9-2 to finish in first place, and an 8-3, uh, Silver Nagel, Holman, Emma Carville. At 7-4 is Shy Digger. She's officially ousted in a 9-7 extra end loss to Chelsea Carey. Congratulations, you went 6-1 and one, and then crash out. It was starting to become a trend for Shy Digger to start off so strong at Scotty's, but then fall apart late. We started noticing that. Even when, he, even when she first made his Alberta, I think it was... In 18, I think it was her first appearance, if I recall. Uh, six and five was PEI and Team Canada. Five and six was BC. Most notable result from that, Jennifer Jones missing the playoffs for the first time ever at the Scotties because of this loss to Krista McCarville. There is that little nibbler, but this is just put it in the paint for all intents hard. and purposes. Really and hard. they've got on her right hard. away here. Peterman and McEwen. Uh-oh, my goodness. Hard, you Here they it. go. You got to go, ladies. Hard. You got to get it there, ladies. Here you go. You got to go. Little more. Get it there. Oh, she's pulled the string, and it will be Northern Ontario. We'll pick up the steal of one to win it. 8-6, a fifth loss for Team Canada, and for the first time in 14 appearances, Jennifer Jones will not make the Scotties playoffs. Big win, All you needed was just a touch of the rings, basically getting it as well, put it into the paint, and you pulled the string. That was we 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 saw that live. I mean, that was it was shocking. Like that even happened. I mean, I mean, heck, I I do it almost all the time. Sometimes, like I feel draw so late, but um, but like, anything can happen. Like these guys, and for her to pull the string like that and get voodooed by the voodoo queen, um, it's almost like twenty sixteen all over again. So it's basically being laying on the draw. So. Um, in the playoffs, in the 1-2 game, Alberta and Chelsea Carey advanced to the final with an 11-7 win over Robin Silvernagel, 407 end of key in that one. Your stats from lead-up for Alberta, 94-91, 84 Saskatchewan lead-up lineup of Kareth Evano, Jesse Hunkins, Steffi Lawton, and Robin Silvernagel, 71-83, and 70. In the 3-4 game, Homan wins 7-4 over McCarville, uh, early deuce, then singles rest of the way. Ontario from lead up 86, 75, 80, and 88. And Northern Ontario to line up at that point. Sarah Potts, Jen Gates, Kendra Lilly, and Crystal Carville. Ashton Mahara on maternity leave at that point. 96, 71, 64, and 63. In the semifinals, Homan with a 9 7 win over Saskatchewan. She got 4 to 6, then decided to give up 3. <laughs> Great. 
Yeah. Uh, stats from lead up Ontario 91 86 90 86. Saskatchewan 91 76 76 68. Any thoughts in the playoffs, sir? Well, Kerry, they mentioned on this game, he did not crow well in that one, two, but they just found the way in because like Robin and Coven were all over them. And I don't know if it was like round robin or that game. There was a chance like for Robin to almost put it away, but missed or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but still though. And then obviously though, if then Robin had to face Holman, who was basically getting on form, so that was a tough task for the Scotty's rookie. But for Robin, Silver Angle team for their first appearance to get hurt, get on the pony, but for Stephanie Lutton to finally get on the pony after such so many um, close calls. Was also big for her as well for Saskatchewan itself. So that brings us to the championship game, which took place on. Well, I'm chatting an impression here apparently by me. February 24th, 2019, at Center 200 in City, Nova Scotia, home of the Cape Breton Eagles. Screaming Eagles at the time. Thank you. Uh, your booth Vic Router, Cheryl Bernard, and Russ Howard, Brian Mudrick, uh, Roman the Streets. No Cappy Goche, but I assume she may have left already. Probably because there's no other games, really. So that's the only reason why she's not there. Uh, in the pregame, as you heard in the intro, Vic Swalls comes out to the kitchen party. Good East Coast reference for everybody. Holman with a different style of play. Uh, the most well-rounded they've ever seen her. Cheryl says it's a mix of stuff learned from Earl Morris, Richard Hart, Adam Kingsbury, and Michelle Marcel Rock, the current coach of the team. And they're equipped for anything thrown at them. In bracket, X for doubt meme. Yeah, didn't you see the Olympic implosion? We'll get to that a little later. <laughs> what they say about it. But, I mean, at this point, I mean, there was that. But for the most part, Holman's felt like she was kind of getting back on track this year. Yeah, they didn't have the best of starts to the year on the slam scene. I mean, like, one in... They, they didn't, I think they made the playoffs only one of the slams. Because I kind of took stock in the slams a little bit at the time. But... <clears throat> Um, it looked like, though, they were getting on track. Like, they were starting, like I said, a redemption arc for this team, you know, with a four-year cycle going on. And this line was going to go through all the way. And, you know, it was a four-year cycle and basically starting a redemption arc. And like I said, now they have another new coach in Marcel Rock. Um, but still, like, they were starting getting to form, especially in the playoffs, you know, like pretty much shutting down McCarville. Yeah, they gave the free to Robin, but I think they were pretty much in control in that semi. Now they are in the final, though, even though... Alberta beat Ontario in the round robin. I did check coming into this. Holman had gone to a semifinal runner-up and won three straight slams heading into this. Um, you had picked Jones. I had picked Holman. Wow. I'm stunned. I'm shot there. Um, then you, I had Jones second. We had Flurry and Carey. I had Carey, that is, in third. You had Carey fourth and Flurry fourth. Yeah, swing and miss on the Flurry one. We had McCarville fifth and... Um, Robin six, but still, space swing and miss on on Flurry though. Was rough for well, especially as I said, rough appearance for Flurry's first appearance, not being Ontario, and the way they pretty much collapsed after losing to Northern Ontario was pretty much rough for them. Yeah, I think we both had looking at it here. Just if we figured Scheidegger and and depending on who they come through, it would be a playoff team. Yeah, and Irish no title threat. No, no. Also, back to the pregame. Russ says that Chelsea Carey is a world-class shot maker. Uh, I don't know about that. She's good. I don't know about like, world-class. Then she says she missed shot after shot in the first four ends and ends up... Uh, nice gibberish here, Lucas. Missed shot after shot in the first four ends against 
Saskatchewan, I think it was, and then makes a shot and turns the game around. Yes, I mean, they, they, Robin and company were all over Carey in the game, but like I said, it was almost like the one bad end, kind of, and what turned it around, basically, for Chelsea carrying the team. In that first part of that game, I think they had no business being in that game. So we finally get to the game. Alberta with last rock advantage and have chosen yellow stones. We go with a center line guard, brown slides to the back 12 foot, and it's time for everyone's favorite part of the TSN broadcast, keys to the game, or as we call them, puns. Great puns. Ontario, show of force and tick, tick, boom. Alberta, tolerance and skip needs to lead. Not as good as my favorite, margarita time. <laughs> if you want to figure out where that came from, watch the 2017 World Women. Was it the final or is it round robin? One of the two. One of the two. Let's look for a game between Holman and uh, Sidrova. Back to this. Uh, Weagle takes out the one in the back. 12. Brown takes it out. Uh, Courtney takes it out now, so it's back right. Eight foot. Uh, the booth congratulates Vic for remembering what happened in the afternoon semifinal. Yeah, we know Vic's great, but sometimes he has some weird things these days. Fergie hits the, and rolls out. By the way, Pooks and Fergie is F- Ferguson and Brown. And Frizz, we mentioned her as Joy and Courtney because she has frizzy yeah. hair. Uh, Courtney draws behind a guard, half worn button. Ferguson takes out the guard, but not shots on rolls to the right. Pook says it's slippery. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Miskey then just touches the 12 foot on her first shot. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Miskey, um, Wilkes takes out slight roll to the four foot. Miskey takes out half four and eight. Wilkes with a nose hit in the top eight. Homan hits and rolls the other side. Half in the 12 and the eight foot. Carrie, as Carrie is going down on the ice, Pook says, I'm going to fall down in this game. I've slipped seven times. Might be time for a new gripper there, Pooks. Uh, Carrie hits and rolls behind her yell, but ends up back 12 foot. Homan's out in the weeds, draws to that back shot, bumps it back a little bit in the eight to set one. However, Rachel thinks she has left a chance for two. It looked like it was there. There might have been a chance for Carrie to tap it for two. It was a little tricky, though, because they, because I guess they're dying. You go out so wide, it's like a shelf there. So if you ride the shelf, it's not going to curl. But if you get inside too early, it goes. Well, let's see what happens here to Chelsea. Okay. Right now, Pass. Ontario oh, sitting the one. Not quite. Corner yes. frozen. There's enough that's room to hard. chip it out. Yes! Michelle Brown, Dana Ferguson. Will Tully Line got to get it by that one first. No, they will okay. not. And it will be the steal of one. Wow. That's an unlikely one. An early gift from Alberta. Woof. She crashes off the yellow guard. Wow, says the Vic. one nothing Ontario after the first end. It started, it didn't really start off that great leg, especially, you know, with, with Pooks going right back 12 and they were exchanging hits. And then when Fergie rolled out on her hit, it gave Frizz a chance to draw around center so it kind of put more to center. Yeah, Carrie had the chance for two at the end and didn't work out, but it looked like early on, like even... They couldn't pick up the ice and draw the wings and whatever on the Alberta side. So second and Alberta still hammer. Regal has a guard already setting the center. She draws around after Pook's tick misses and behind cover top eight center. Um, tick then works on split up the guards on rounds last. Courtney's guard shot stone is a little bit deeper. Or guard shot stone a little bit deeper. Ferguson runs that back with the guard. Hohenrock now ends up half open left in the 12 foot. For, uh, not Ferguson, she just shot. 
Courtney draws behind again and setting the button. And fun fact, the third place team, as it comes up on the screen, the third place team round robin has never won the final home and is hoping to change that. This is, of course, in the page format, which we'll get to a little bit later on what's happened since. The closest to doing it at this point were Kathy Boris in 95, losing to Connie Lalberti, Reef-France LaRouche, losing in 2004 to Colleen Jones, and Colleen Jones herself, losing in Os- or Jennifer Jones, excuse me, in 2006, losing to Kelly Scott. Uh, the closest, or as a four seed, Heather Madden, the only one to win it straight from the four slot in 2012. And Kelly Law and Jennifer Jones won as four seeds from the tiebreaker, though, in 2000, 2008, and 2009. Yeah, that was a stat that I didn't even know about, you know, being the the first seed in the playoffs, never winning the Scotties. I never even realized that until that popped up during that game. I forgot it even popped up at all. So, uh... Looking in here, the rest is on this end. Ferguson makes the run back and set shot top four. Pooks is whacked out again, just laughing wackily. Uh, Russ goes, Chelsea's a pretty serious player. The front end isn't. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about perfect. But yeah, I guess Wilkes is like middle ground, but yeah, having. If you can have, if you have Pooks and Fergie, you better make sure that you know you'll be able to be lightened up a bit. Uh, Miss Q then wrecks off a guard attack, open out, and it's a shot stone. Uh, Wilkes, or how open now is a shot stone. Wilkes' shot ends up being a raise off the guard now, so it's either second or third. I think it's third in the top 12. Miscue then threads the needle on two guards and takes out the shot stone. Wilkes then takes out, uh, Wilkes take out, wrecks our own goner guard, and knocks all sides of the other on the 12 foot. Now it's definitely home and setting too, because of that. Yeah, they couldn't, Wilkes could not figure, they couldn't figure out Wilkes draws. Like, they were not curling or heavy or this and that. Like, they could not figure out Wilkes on her draws early on. Uh, Holman then guards up again in the center. They're also talking about Rachel's draw game. Hmm. Mm. What could that come into play later? Mm. Carey then rips that guard out, but nothing on the run back. Home with another guard. Chelsea is facing two on her last, and she is left with a bump back attempt here. Tough spot to be in here. You've given up a steal of one. And now you're throwing up against uh, an Ontario team that is uh, sitting the two. This is what she's been making all year, though. Here we go. Let's find out. Ferguson. Curling up it is. Angle it back, and she'll cut him down. And it'll be a steal of one more. It's all about the pressure so far. Alberta unable to handle it. Carry shot curls up at the end. The weight might have been there, but ends up in the eight more than a four foot. It's another steal. Holman in Ontario now, but two nothing advantage. Yeah, that last one there from Carry, which is late on the line call, because it was definitely there. Uh, the way it was coming down, but over curled and it tapped it in kind of a wrong angle. So it was another steal. It started off okay on Alberta, but then two bad shots from Will to just completely turn the end around. And I think Carry was just lucky even to just get away with it only a steal of one. Third and Alberta still up hammer. A guard's already up, and Weagle takes out a rock as we come back and break. She's sitting on the right side in the 8-12 foot. The crowd is giggling over something as Brown throws up another guard. For, uh, Courtney draws around a long guard and sets shot, touching the top four. Ferguson takes that out, shot in this 8 center. Brisbane hit open top 8. Ferguson takes out again. She's sitting top 12 seconds shot. Miskey takes that out. Wilkes takes out the shot zone. And then we get a stat on... the. Emma Miscue and Rachel Holman in the finals. Uh, they've, of course, won three. 2013 over Jennifer Jones, 2014 over Val Sweeting, 2017 over Shell Anglot. Chronologically, in those years, Miscue 81, 85, 86%. Holman 93, 89, and 85. 
Well, I think it was a little surprised that 2014 was the lowest one considering how dominant they were at that event, but I guess they really needed to play that well. But as I said, that 17 final, like, definitely a lot better with how everything had, especially near the end, like those clutch shots. Miscue hit the set two once again. Wilkstraw's behind her own guard top eight for set one. Holman inches by her own the top 12 to get Carrie's Rock pushed aside. Uh, Shooter heads up in the back eight, and now they're setting three. Uh, Carrie's draw just next to high one of Rachel was still enough to curl to get the top eight piece of the top eight and second shot. Holman then bumps back of the top 12s a little too much muscle as Wilk sweeping in the back eight, uh, touched the 12s for second shot. And Carrie is now facing two on her last. Final stone once again facing two, albeit back heads with the eight. Ontario oh, sitting a couple oh. after stealing the first two points. Oh, Dana! Where are you? Back, back eight, back four, back four. Clean. Back eight. Easy clean. Take her back eight. Where are you? We're tapping tapping. No back eight. You're two this one. Okay. You're two this one. We're tapping it. Yep. Okay. You're good. Hey, Charles. And good they are. Good. Finally. Big sigh of relief. Alberta. On the board. Carey draws it to the back red for one and eight foot for a single point. Homan now leads two to one. Well, early on, like, the teams are exchanging like nose hits, like they're trying to fight for a hit and roll. But then, like I said, Wilkes made a tough draw through that hole, and Homan even better shot through that hole as well. And then Carey basically kind of tried to the hole a different draw, a different. Wait, <clears throat> sorry, whipped off the guard, but they got shot of it. A little bit of foreshining for later. Um, then, as I said, the home attack was almost too strong, but got the fourth, so now they're going to hammer back for the fourth. We began the fourth end with footage from the 2017 trials. As we discussed earlier, the Olympics went, well, you can look that up for Rachel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, lead rocks are done. Reds are to the left and yellow to the right from guards and whatnot. Russ says, Homan and Carrie is getting to be a bit of a rivalry. On, on what planet? <laughs> I love you, Russ, but what planet are you talking about? Are you just saying it because they've been like in the trials final, now the Scotties final this year? Or? I guess. I don't know. Uh, Ferguson guards just gets over the hog line. Um, Frizz rips out a guard as Russ rips on people saying the Homan had a bad year because she went to the Olympics. Russ, did you watch the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> And like they're saying, like, like the trials is like the hardest thing to win. Well, yeah, in Canada it is. But the Olympics is like a whole other thing. Like, and you got you're gonna have ice that's different there because it's World Curling Federation ice and not Curling Canada ice. So everyone's on equal playing terms there. So like I said, it was just an implosion. More than implosions later. Ooh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, Ferguson puts that guard back in center. Uh, Courtney rips it out again. Wilkes guard again just near the top 12. Miscue hits it and rolls right corner to 12 foot, but it is open. Wilkes then wrecks on a guard and runs it back behind the two reds to set left 12 foot shot. <laughs> reds throwing papers. <laughs> I hate those. Um, when it comes to the next shot, Miscue runs one guard back and yells rock. Now she sets two. Carry shot hangs and hangs and hangs and gets a piece of the hole in the rock right side of the 12. Oh. Says the Russ. As it springs back 12 behind a guard and the other top 12. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Big woof. Holding a draw to the back gate, I have a note, sweep it, Frizz, on the open side. Yeah. Breaking. 
Courtney, very good sweeper. Makes makes Beagle look terrible. And she, yeah, she does. Um, Carrie hits that one, but not really much for Roll, which means an open hit for Rhea's ra- three is Rachel for Rachel that sits in the back four. Russ, who all of a sudden has his New Brunswick East Coast accent appear, says, how many shots this team missed wide so far? I mean, that's what it looked like. Being wide so many shots and like not be able to get the hits and rolls and the draw's not curling. Um, it looked there was there was like big trouble here for Carrie in this uh, fourth end. Wait, good. Hit. Stick. Three. No, 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 no. Clean. Clean. Whoa. Clean. We're good. Clean. We're good. Yes, you are. Three more. No mistake for Holman as she gets her three. Wow, says the Vic. 5-1 Ontario. Good night, Jim Kite. Stay tuned for Chase Connected. I was pretty sure it would be that after they didn't get Otani or Soto or anyone else. Um, yeah, like that, that was just almost a summary of how that first half was going for for Alberta, like, you know, not getting draws in, wrecking off. Like, they, they just weren't getting the curl on some shots or overthrowing them. And Carey was struggling with the ice, it looked like, early on. Fifth end, Alberta with hammered. Their stats after four from lead up. Ontario, 194, 78, 94. Alberta, 75, 75, 59, 47. You get a steel clap. Cohen already setting top eight and in the four. Uh, Pooks of a guard on the left side. Pooks then ticks off a guard set center. Frizz guards behind those guards. I mean, too many guards. Ferguson moves stuff around a bit, but a jam means that Holman is still setting two. Ferguson, or, um, Courtney tips one out, tips out one of the guards. Uh, Ferguson comes around the guard, bumps the reds around, both touching top four, and Chelsea is setting one. Miscue takes out the carry rock to set three. Wilkes hits one of those rocks, uh, but it rolls back to the eight-foot second shot. Miscue hits that, but it rolls out, still setting three, though. Wilkes then tries to draw around, but hits off the top 12, ends up t- red, ends up touching top 8 and second shot. Homan takes that out and rolls behind the two threads. Now they set four. Rachel thinks it picked. Russ is wondering how many red you need in the house. Well, go for the throat. <laughs> basically, but you're going to see the like how it. It kind of didn't work out for Homan to layer in this end. Carey draws it to the top four, right? Hey, momentum! Homan then comes the other side, just hits, and it dies at the end. Stops second shot in the forefoot, which brings up Carey's last here, as she's still setting one and trying to figure out how to get two. I'm not sure this is there, but I don't see anything else. <laughs> Unless you guys do. Uh, no. Unless we go. We well, you'd have to give theory. it a real wrap, no, wouldn't you, to pick up that which, half a stone that you need to. Well, yeah, and the worst part, Vic, is you want it there, but you cannot touch that one. So. But as it's dying, do you really think that it's going to wrap it, hit it as hard as to bump it up for shot? Well, it only has to bump it. Half a stone. Yeah, so if she was back four and got a good chunk of that, yes, it's a steal of one. But the way the score is, uh, Chelsea has no choice. And the problem, the other problem with this one is she's way out in the shelf where it, it might not curl. It's really nice. Well, right now, Alberta is hitting the one. Can they somehow find their way around it? 
Last rock of Holman sitting top Two edge of the four. four. Ferguson. It's just probably unmakeable that shot okay. for, for that spot in the ice. And it will not bend, and that's your single. So Alberta gets one here in five. I'll go to the break down. Time to talk with the coach. The only option they have is to try and carve around a red and get full four, but it just sails and sails, and it's only one for Carey. 5-2 for Rachel Holman, Ontario, at the break. Well, that hit there, like, Holman finally you know, picked her, like, or it didn't carve, it curl a lot more when they hit, and kind of, it kind of staggered, and like, had she made that nose hit, um, she would have had an easy angle raise on that draw that Carey made, and would have probably only, would have been one, maybe another steal again, regardless, so that's kind of a turning end, but again, and then, like I mentioned before, like, if you get so far out in the 12-foot, there's that shelf that they were talking about. Like, if you get too far out, it kind of rides on there. And I guess she kind of got caught on that shelf, and so it didn't curl at all. I mean, she, it, like, the weight was close on, if I recall, but it wasn't it wasn't there curl-wise. So, we're at the fifth end break. Your team stats, draw, hit, and overall. Ontario, 88, 93, and 91. That's good. Alberta, 68, 58, 63. That's bad. Yes. <laughs> Getting her a steel clap. <laughs> we also didn't get a power poses dance montage. Everyone loves the power poses. Ne needs more gates. <laughs> we got her sister there, but it's not the same. Not, not the same time Amanda. <laughs> what a gates. Uh, Weagle has already done a Weagle on her first. I think her, yeah, plays a Weagle on her first. Both end up top 12, carry right and home on the left. Poops in the center guard in the middle of the ice. Weagle shooter... On the hit, rolls out, but able to push Jill out of the rings. Ferguson then draws behind Nat, touching top 12 for second. Courtney rips that guard out. Ferguson with another guard. Rip that out. Wilkes with a guard as a wild team Sovenagle appears in the stands. <laughs> Miskew rips that guard out. Wilkes with a guard. Miskew rips that out and almost rips out the other. Carey then draws around the guard, ends up in the back eight behind cover. Homan nails the run back and now sets two in the top 12. Then Brett's favorite, a plan B occurs. That was like a plan C. Um, Carrie with the same shot as her first. The graphic pops up for comebacks. More on that later. The <laughs> she rubs off one and rolls behind to set top four on the left. Well, she was trying to draw around. I think the same... I can't remember it was the same turn as the previous draw. But she was out wide. And I don't know if it was heavy as well. But it never curled. So they were carving around to get it by. And it kind of clicked off right behind. They were shot. Yeah, left the run backs, but to me, as like me personally, as a curl, like it's plan A or bust. I mean, say like, say you're throwing like a draw. Let's say you're coming around one of your own rocks. It's like tight top twelve, and you know, like a plan B, like the actual plan B only will just bump it back a little bit if it over curls or plan A is the draw. Not like something you wick off like down the outside or anything like that. That's not like a plan D or something. Like to me, it's plan A or nothing. Don't worry about it. Well, Homer's already made one run back. Let's see what happens on her next one. One more time. Oh. Oh. Oh, a little different oh, now. Nothing from the front end at all. Nothing Courtney. Nothing Weagle. This is all on its own. She's driving it by. Yep. And Alberta right. will pick up the steal. They get one back. 
is it 2011 all over again five three zings by for a steal as Vic remembers Amber Holland's win over Jennifer Jones. Mm, more foreshadowing. And Rachel drops a nice F-bomb on the replay. 5-3 Ontario after 6. I missed that F-bomb. <laughs> just like this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that was... She was kind of wanting that draw by, on the, draw the run back, but I probably didn't get really legal on it to, to carve it. Um, but I was, was like kind of the first thing. Even if she like clipped it out, it would have been one. You know, she would have been up like 6 two um still in the driver's seat really but um like just inches missing that run back seventh end two ontario with the hammer two guards are up and one red rock is out of play weagle plays the weagle on the center middle guard uh ferguson then plays the high guards we take a look at the briar field yeah it's another loaded field more than another day <laughs> yeah uh Courtney takes out the high guard. Ferguson puts up another guard. Fer uh, Frizz rips that one out. Wilkes up another guard. Uh, Miscue's double peel attempt jams, but the one guard is Ron. Wilkes draws in behind the lawn red. Miscue's shot, shot hasn't even left her hand. Originals, no! <laughs> She's able to rip out the red guard. <laughs> Just, <Yeah>. no! <laughs> Probably was outside or something. Uh, yeah, that was... Not great, that's for sure. Carries guard over curls, leaving Rachel a mostly open hit. Holman skinnies that guard in a quiet hit, gets behind over and sets one in the top eight. We now bring you Chelsea Carey's final shot without the hammer. Now it's sitting there, it's usable for Holman. Um, Took away the draw path that Chelsea has played a few times. I don't think we I saw Chelsea get try this a uh, couple ends ago. Yeah. Never mind that. Four, so that four, would have been the question I was going to ask. She answered it for me. Could you play a, a tap on that, push it back, get across the nose and underneath? She says, no, I can't do that. No, no chance. Okay. That's why it was so critical for Rachel to get to nose. I think on the other side. assume it's just a hair. Okay. Almost have to overbury this around the red one, which is probably physically impossible. Let's try that. Right dead behind the red would be the best I think he could do, Cheryl. You leave a top button at that angle's there. Mine's close. Okay, pretty close. It's good. It looks hot, though. Close, Rochelle. Okay, yes. Hold on. Hold on. Back four. Whoa. Whoa. T-Line. Yes. They'll curl here if they wait too long. Oh, they've started to go on them. Now they've jumped to try to save it for the skipper. Brown Ferguson. One more to get by. Oh, now the overbrush. Will it sit? Will it sit for them and hang on to the back four? Yeah, that just ran better. I think that's perfect. Wait, good if you didn't have to yeah, but I also think that ran better than you probably thought. Better. That carried yeah, nice back. Like I thought I threw back I four yes, and it was yes. okay. Carrie, with some help from Pooks and Fergie, is able to draw behind cover to the back four to set one just touching the eight. Yeah, yeah, but it, the way it looked like, she could have maybe just hit that one, maybe rolling for two, but the way it looked like there may have been a chance to be able to run that and just pick it out of there. It could have been for free, maybe. Or even if it just roll in and, like, you know, or curl that would have been for one, but that's where Holman was lining up on her last. I don't see, I don't think that shot for two is that easy. It's it's not, but I, th I think it's the exact same throw, isn't it? Okay. You can get a little bit of an angle here, so you don't have to get dead on, which would be impossible, but 
probably a hack weight. You only really, really have to move it a good foot. Get right to the nose. That's pretty Not much the path that when she tapped the Alberta stone the, the, is it came the, through the, the center line. Absolutely. And I, th I think to your point, you can see a little less of this red one than she could see of the Alberta one. But they've got, they don't have to get it dead on. No, you could slightly yeah. high side. But, uh, not easy. I don't think Chelsea could have made that any better. No, I agree. Just slightly underneath. Scratching his Alberta. Trying to keep themselves alive here. Shot rock, center line, back four. We go. Help it. Get it over. Help it over. Lisa. A little bit more. Help it over. Get it over. Angle it back. Are you going to touch anything? And no. So those two gifts you gave are returned to sender. Five four. Homan tries the angle run back, uh, and well, 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 it misses. It's a one-point game. <sighs> Vic, return the sender. <laughs> Russ laughed, though. Again, like, if they got a guy Weagle wanted at all to curl, I think she would have had it. Like, it missed by inches. Like, any... If she had a guy Weagle, that thing would have been there, for, I think, for free. That was... I was looking at that, watching it again, I was like, why did they not get Weagle on that? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, not like today, everyone does it, but... Get Frizz on it. She's on the wrong side. Who cares? It's Frizz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, we get in the 8th end, Ontario with the hammer, the Scottish trophy comes wait, in... Wait, 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 wait. The all-important 8th. Thank you, Vic. Uh, your stats through 8 as the trophy is coming in the building from lead up. Alberta, 82, 79, 66, 57. Ontario, 91, 93, 79, 79. Hmm. Mm. Weagle with a Weagle on her first. Uh, Pooks guards the center. Weagle with another Weagle. Two guards on the left side. The same for the right for Carey. Ferguson guards uh, the center. Courtney rips that one out. More guards. Ferguson with another guard. Frizz rips that one out. Now there's four guards on the left it, side. It, it's basically one of those what I call guard peel fests, where like they're just whoever's like not doing the peeling and doing all the guardians, like basically they're trying to delay as long as they can before they decide to go in with the situation they were they had at the time. Wolves with another guard goes a little deeper. Miscue hits that and hits that one's able to roll her shoe to bump one of those reds into the twelve foot. Ooh, sneaky. Wilkes takes it out, but the shooter rolls out. Miscue draws behind those guards, mostly in the 8, touching the 12-foot. Carey draws to the shot stone uh, to set 1. Homan doesn't quite freeze, but able to set 1. Carey then have a quiet tap back, nicely played to set 1 and 2, but may have left the double for Rachel. Like a normal? Yeah, you can throw the out. We have tons of space. Yeah. This is, I mean, you, you play this, you get your 1, or you make that double for your deuce, so there's really not a lot of risk. Maybe if you get that back one thin enough, it might even be for three. Oh. Right, You'd so have to just graze it. But it's it's, it's okay. nose hit to score, right? That's the run. that's all she wanted to do at the beginning, so as long as you don't miss this wide side, Make sure I get okay. protect yep. it towards the center just line. Up normal. Up normal? Okay. Hit just roll up the button normal. one if you can hold okay. it there, two. Mm -hmm. But right now, it is Alberta who've battled their way back after trailing. 5-1, 5-4. Oh. 
Ontario leads it. Alberta sitting the two as we play here at eight. Holman. Her last. Nothing yet, Courtney. Nothing yet, Weagle. All on its own. Run it back. Touch it. Runs it by. And that's you get that. She knew one another. And she'll take her single. How close oh. was it to getting the deuce? That close. Oh. Man. Ontario picks up the single. They lead it by two. Holman just gets one no um, and a single. Inches away, though, from getting that, and the boof is shook. 6-4 well, Ontario so after 8. I'll have to correct myself, and it was the 8th when I was talking about this shot, but even then, like, the assembly, now the angle raise, we going on. but that one there from, well, like, any, again, anything we go on that, I'll come right back and pick that out of there for free. So I said, correct myself, it was the 8th, and the sem was that angle raise that she missed. I think, I don't know if she would have been able to help with that, because I think she got it out a bit on the 7th, the seventh, but this one in the 8th, like, that's the one where I was like, why did it not get Weagle on that? So that's what I was... For you, for you people who are going left to right in your radio dials, um, yeah, that was that was when I was questioning why did not get Lisa on that. In a night, Ben Alberta with the hammer once again. Vic didn't think I'd, we'd be here, to be honest. It's, Same, Vic. <laughs> Same. Well, that and it's ten end curling. I mean, come on. You love it. Uh, one red in the top eight, and two guards up off centers. Alberta as the last coming here for. Uh, Rochelle Brown, one of those had picked, I think, for Ontario on a Weagle attempt, apparently, according to the booth. Uh, Pooks with another guard up on the other side. Just look at the women's world field. <sighs> Eve, why are you losing three straight games for Becca Morrison? <laughs> and where's Fujisawa? <laughs> uh, eh. <laughs> Thanks, Fujisawa. Eh. Eh. Uh, Frizz brings it in, bumps that shot. Uh, the top, top, top of the button, top four behind the guard. Uh, Ferguson runs that red guard bank, gets two in the house, uh, behind, red behind the top 12. Uh, Frizz gets by a guard and goes cover back eight. Russ says, well, the red's going in there. It could be setting up a big score for Alberta, though. Well, especially like that draw from Frizz and going back eight, you know, and with the front getting pretty well cluttered up, um, it looked like, you know, Alberta can be set up for something huge. Ferguson just gets by a guard and goes top of the four for shot stone. Miskew tries to fall, but off the Alberta guard and rolls into the other guards. Wilkes then tries to get by a guard and dies, doesn't get by a guard, dies out though, touching top 12 for fourth shot in the house. Miskew drives one at Wilkes through back, but misses the other on a double run back bid. Uh, shot still remains kind of, uh, run back bid, she remains in the center line as a guard. Wilkes is light again and goes into the Miskew guard, and the steal one of your favorite lines from Vic and Friends. What a mess! <laughs> Well, and Wilkes was really puzzled about her draw as late. She was showing them what was the same. But I think they were starting to comment that the slide path, the center line, was starting to, like, slow down, like, fudge up. Kind of almost similar to what happened in 2016, which is you're going to get that with the 10-end games and whatnot, and the big and the huge crowd and whatnot. I mean, it's a little more controllable-ish on other draws going on, like the one game, and it, it does fudge up and it gets toward the later ends. Holman then calls her first time out, basically moves stuff around in the mess of guards. Now there's four left instead of five. Carrie draws through the hole and sets two now in the top four as Rachel gets set for her last without hammer. 
Marisha has to be a little cute with the jam, though. Just uh, soft weight hit roll in a bit. It's a very tough, almost impossible too, I would believe. You know it though. Jams it. Mm-hmm. You're ever gonna throw one wide? It's right here too. This is really straight here with with hit weight. Holman. Here's solid. Here oh. No. Oh, oh. Not a hey. lick yet. Oh. Courtney hey. and we yeah. go. Yeah. Now they whoa, got her. Got to get through. Got to get through again. Helping it over. Get through it. Get through it. Got it. Have it back. The jam. Oh, and they'll spill it far enough. Oh, no. Is it one? One and that one there. The yellow looks to be the third shot. I think it is, Vic. But I can you get, get there. Is there a port, Cheryl, between? It's kind of if it's frozen, they can't get that out of there. I think it's there. there I think it's there, but it's pretty That was the problem of coming in the way they did. And will yeah. it get to the straighter spot yeah. that my one, the draw for two, got to before? Well, it's better to this tap on the five oh, or the draw. That rolls an inch less. It's a hit for three. I think the draw is easier hit. than the tap because you can't even tap it into ours. It's no good, right? Yeah, we got to make it perfect. Quarter in the forefoot. Holman looks to hit and does, and Chelsea's one and left of her top foot. One of Chelsea's left top four on the last, but jams on the back one and now is setting. Third shot, basically, is that yellow one that was on the left. So, Carrie is setting one top four foot. Homan is setting second, kind of right next to it. The one at the back, which is the yellow, was up in the rings earlier. Is now a third shot. And then Homan has a fourth or fifth shot in the 12 foot, both top and further back. Uh, you're going to hear Chelsea and Sarah talk about their shot upcoming. We go back to Vic and friends. Before that, do you want to talk about the Homan shot here before we get to Chelsea's last? Well, I barely got through that hole. Um, and the way, I guess the way it looked out, like not curling enough from her call, it just, looking at it now, like, well, we're going to get the catch up, but like, it looked like the like whole team was kind of on shaky ground now, especially like in this last end. I'm thinking we need to miss there. That's where you were for that draw. Draw yeah, for two. I think we need that. I like where she has to put it just to get around the middle yellow one, not the outside one. So, you can't get yeah, through that hole fun. with the out turn, cross the face, and push it back. I don't think so. They'd be trying it. I, I... Well, and it might read, like if you hit it anything high side, it might just redirect. Onto the yellow yeah. that you're trying but to score your three. Right? Yeah. That's got a point, though. You could probably nose it with back line and get two. It might be easier than this draw. So around the yellow, which is guarding middle eight foot, and you have to curl... What? Okay. Foot and a half after that. And she thinks this is easier than tapping up one of those stones. Yes. Probably their biggest okay, draw of the night. Just 69% right so far. We're playing with that shelf here. It'll, it'll ride here and be quicker. Yeah, and is it ever? And they she can hear her either. say, okay. forget it. Okay. okay. Not a chance. Not a chance. So just the single. <laughs> And that may have been Alberta's chance. Okay, tough spot. Carrie elects the draw instead of the hit or the tap back. And pain, brother. <laughs> pain, pain, pain. <laughs> Only gets one, but could have been more. We'll go through the shot selection in a bit. I kind of think the hit is there. I know live I was confused when we watched it the first time as to why she didn't play the hit. 
But I think she was kind of worried as she screwed up on the hit or the bump back that Red would end up being shot. The thing, and then it's over. But uh, either way, she gets the one at 6-5. Well, the thing that I just, like, sorry, because, I mean, I had to shelf. I think this draw would have been there. Like, if you have to wait and you have to, you could have definitely carved it in there. Looking at the spacing now, if I ever, <sighs> wrong phone. <laughs> like, That's my phone, sir. Don't worry about it. Um, Brett is getting up a screenshot, by the way, here. Yeah, like, there were no other, like, guards, like, from what this scene, there's just a four near the center line, and I'm looking at the red here, it's about maybe, maybe, like, a quarter cover. You had to draw him in there, your options would have been, like, there's a yellow, closer to the center, there's that red center guard, so you could tap that, but the risk is, like, tapping this one. This yellow here on an angle, if you were... If you have the gut, you could tap it, or you can fire a bomb, and you might be able to hit it on an angle to pick that out of there with free. The other shot, I think the tap would have been there, because you can barely get by this with, like, maybe, like, almost a backline hack weight. You could carve it around, and, like, because there's a bit of space here. You could get to the right side of nose. On the right side, you might be able to tap that for your two. If you really have the weight, you could get it for free, but the risk is with this tap, if you had it too heavy... And you hit on the outside, there's a chance this red could have been coming in. So it's a. I say the draw is like the lowest risk. Because um, the, the yellow the yellow taps right a little bit higher risk, and this red one's obviously more risky too. So I can see why she threw the draw in the first place. But, like I said, the miss though, but all the pen and like, because, you know, everyone fights for the hammer. So I'm, I probably would have seen a lot of like men's teams that are do this, try for this draw, or if they, the, or if they were ballsy enough go for this tap for free it'd also be a 2-1 game though in the men's game Ooh. oh anyways pat ryan baby let's go about some pat ryan footage after this so we head to the i also think i will say i think we're not knowing what was going to happen next to enzo realistically like if she if realistically if she screws up that hit i think she was worried about it. she doesn't screw that hit it's over at that point seven four right. she's done it's six five it's a little interesting you've got to you got to steal two ends to win, but... Yeah, still. Anyways, so we hit the 10th man. Ontario with Hammer coming home. Weagle has already played a Weagle on her second. She does it again. A sickly moose celebration appears in the stands. <laughs> like, it is a very sickly sounding moose. You can barely hear it. <laughs> yeah, like... Why are there moose fans there? Why are there no moose. fans still there? Yeah, if I would have been gone by now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a celebrity appears in the stands. We were debating... Whether, in fact... Great sweep. Chelsea Carey played the right in. shot. So. wonder what uh, the former Prime Minister, Mr. Harper, would have played there. Would you have come through the hole and across the face to get two, or would you have tried that wide intern draw? I think he might have tried to come through the hole. Right? Uh, the more conservative approach. <laughs> that was oh, been the, that's one. the conservative approach. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. good one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> No, he wouldn't be playing with the red rocks. That's oh. No, no. Two and a half. Line's good. I think we're there. Yeah. Really Don't curling, guys. Really curling. Okay, sorry? Really curling. Really curling. The booth is seen with some political jokes as Stephen Harper shows up. I think Jill Officer's up there, too. My one note is that it needs more Shannon Clyburn cameos, like when Harper showed up for a 2015 Briar in Calgary. No. I don't remember that. <laughs> Anyways, back to the game. Ferguson have a centerline guard. Uh, Rachel... <laughs> or sorry, not Rachel. Russ praises the comeback bit after quote being down what feels like seventy five. That's what it felt like. They played 
not very good at all that first half. Uh, Courtney rips out that guard. Ferguson guards again as Vic remembers. Vera Pezzer, Sheila Rowan, Joyce McKee, and Lenore Morrison. Let's remember some old-timey ladies. That Fr- I would know. <laughs> Frizz rips that out. There's three guards, Ontario on the left and two for Alberta on the right. Wokes is a timeout call for Al- first for Alberta. Uh, on Wokes' first, she draws behind the Reds in the back eight. Missed you with another... No! From Rachel out of her hand. Takes out the uh, takes out of the guards. Is now open for carry. Uh, Wokes guards are shot rock as a man in a mezzanine hat. Tiger's hoodie shows up in the stands for some reason. What are you doing here? Yeah, You're lost. He's definitely lost. Uh, Miss Q rips out that guard. We're getting set for skip shots now. Carrie takes her second and last time out uh, for a floor guard. Almost pulls the string. It is super high. Homan draws towards the back yellow. Slight overcurl, but a shot rock still as we get ready for Chelsea's last. Well, I gotta go back leg. So the mezzanine hat hoodie? No, like, that guard <laughs> was... That hoodie was great! Like, <laughs> that guard was so long, like, I was expecting the hit, but the freeze like that, I mean, if you threw the hit, and, like, you see you wrecked on the guard, like, that would have been, that would have been not, not great, but not bad. You feel this freeze, and you mess it up, like, you're gonna be in trouble. And the, the comment already from folks in, from the booth, that like maybe the starting was starting to fudge, so... Maybe they're trying to do that just to get the speed for the end, but I don't know. But I mean, yeah, they got shot and overcurl a little, but still, I mean, that's a little weird that call, in my opinion. Anyways, let's see what Chelsea does here on her last. Okay, I think I'm throwing you a freeze, but if we have the line, we sweep it to tap it a bit. Okay. So giving the directions, pointing. Want a little bit more ice, so the brush is just down. Probably you see it. 15, Maybe 15, a hair 15. outside oh, yeah. the center line oh, for the line final line. stone of. Okay. Chelsea Carey, right now, shot rock belongs to Ontario. She needs to be the shot stone. 6-5, Ontario leads it. Needs to adjust from that guard. She was quite light. Wiped it out of her hand to Ferguson and Brown. It's all about Sarah Wilkes now calling the line. And here they go. All about Brown, all about Ferguson now. Get it by that guard and take it down. Bring it down, ladies. Take it down. Put it on the corner. Give your skipper a chance. Take it down all the way to it like that. Boy, did they sweep it enough, though? I think they did. I don't know. They they, they didn't sweep it after it hit. Oh, it's close. Looks like yellow to me. Brilliant shot, just the same. So we believe it is the deuce now. This is against a draw against the two. Right there. Move it far enough. She ends up bumping it back in the freeze. Super close for second shot, though. Pretty good final shot, though, there without hammer. As we're going to hear Rachel's coming up. She basically needs full four foot to win. But first, your thoughts on the carry shot before we get to Rachel's last. Well, as I mentioned, that's still the draw pad and stuff like that. But I was pretty much a clutch shot and they made comment though that had maybe Wilkes could have gotten on that tap rock and then could have been sitting too so Holman may have been drawing against the loss instead of you know a tie at that time but it was the best that Chelsea could have done anyways Holman as mentioned basically these four four foot to win her fourth Scottish championship let's see what happens so cold draw and here we are after leading it five to one a draw against two. 
And Alberta may have the win here. Needs a good piece of the four. She's taking a lot more ice here, so I think she's just thinking straight draw, Cheryl, not the top. Rachel Holman, final stone. Keep it broom down. Keep the brooms down. Lines good. Lisa Eagle. Joe really and Courtney. Go. You really gotta go. Oh gosh, you gotta go, ladies. You gotta get into the four. Here comes Emma Miscu. Gotta go, ladies. You gotta get into the four. Get into the four, ladies. You gotta get it. Take it a little bit more. Gotta be over curl. Get it there. Get it there. No. Now you look. One for sure. Wow, they didn't even put a stick to it. I would have asked for that measure so fast. Goodness gracious. We're going to go one more. We're tied at six. Weedle and Frizz basically just dragging their mystery coming in, but it ends up just short of the four foot and the seal of one. Vic is drunk, wanting a measurement for what the third shot is. Vic! Vic, did you not look at that properly? Or were you too overcome from her being lying? You forgot about the others. Oh, uh, Vic. Anyway, it is 6-6 six, six, Ontario. Good lord. How did we get here? We were screaming on. I think we were watching this on Skype. Yeah, we were losing me and, it. Me and Dad were in the living room watching this. You were, we were, you were on Skype. I was in Prince Albert. Yeah, and yeah, we were screaming when that happened. But like, silly, you no. Know, there were two times where Holman could have put this game away, but didn't. And now we're here. We are off to an extra end. The first in the Scotty's final since 2017, when Holman defeated Michelle Engel. Your other Scotty extra end finals. 1984, Connie Lalberti over Colleen Jones. 1993, Sandra Peterson at that point over Maureen Bonner. 1998, Kathy Force over Anne Marie Clear. Featuring a young Heather Nettowin at third. Hey. Thanks, Heather. 2001, Colleen Jones over Kelly Law. I hear that game's very good. I've never seen it. 2003, Colleen Jones over Kathy Cunningham. And 2010, a final you and I were in the building for. Me as a reporter, you in the stands. Jennifer Jones over Kathy O'Rourke. As a volunteer, by the way. So I got to be on ice level after the game was over. <laughs> wow. And I curled. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we joined as Weagles plays one of the two center carry guards, uh, setting one in the eight left side. Uh, left side tee that was grazed on a tick attempt. Ferguson then draw behind center on the guard to the eight just shot. Frizz knocks out some guards, only one in the Alberta right side. Ferguson center line guard. Frizz rips that out. Dory Peel fast. Wilkes guards the yellow. Miscue nails a run back, leaving that red from Weagle as the shot. Wilkes then her draw ends up back four foot. That hurts, said the Russ. <laughs> yeah, because that was like, you know, yeah, Miss Kim made the run back, but it was a chance for most to make a better draw than what they had to start the end. But yeah, going back four like that didn't help much. Miss Kim then rips out her own guard. Carrie with another center guard. Hohen rips that out. Carrie with a timeout. You're going to hear him talking about bit and what they're going to do on the shot. I think on this. A little bit, or the shot herself, I can't remember. But Great Big C is just absolutely cranked. Turn that down! <laughs> what are you doing, DJ? Well, they, they, play Dillinger. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play Dillinger in a, a curling event. That would go, Let's go! That would go over well with the crowd. No, they do that. They blast the PA audio like when there's one game on the ice. Even like in round robin, they'll do that. But Fair. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, let's see what happens here. You agree that uh, yeah, 
minutes. You'd right? want yeah. Rachel okay, to draw? So I guess I'm so, there. after you just saw her throw one. Yeah, you know, but I also look at the fact that Rachel's missed some, most two ends of short runs. Probably just to pinch more and have us down, well, look, hey? Nothing's easy in this situation. No, no it's extra end Canadian championship, I think. But again, I come back to throwing this out turn. Is it because they just know this path, despite the fact that it hooks, or would you ever consider the intern to put it in? I think they just know this, Vic. Okay. They've seen it enough, and they don't have to play across the sludge that they're actually trying to push yeah, Rachel into playing and drawing down. I think it's wide enough. It's in the good stuff. Top 12 is fine. Yeah, I think you need to guard quite a bit of that. And they do have the hack weight off the red and the yellow if they don't guard all this yellow. Okay, top 12. Hey, little Dana. Yep, okay, keep it up there. Hot. Okay, top, top eight. Lines Stay down, Dana. Oh, eight. Need to. Where are you? Top eight. Clean. Whoa. Where are you? Top eight. Whoa. Just Whoa. here. Just here. We're pretty much Just right there. Top okay. edge of the eight. That's Easy. where they wanted it. And Good. that's Good so a little deeper, maybe by a stone than they had hoped. That's pretty good. The shot ends up stopping top eight foot. Holman elects to draw again, but the run back I think is there. Maybe this is the new Rachel, says the Vic. Oh, because nine times out of ten, like it was the Rachel before Jan Hannah happened, she would have done that double like nine times out of ten. I think, and it's, yeah, it's tricky. Well, I think if you watch the 2017 final, like, a lot of that game was home and making some crazy good shots just to keep it going with England, right? Yeah, like, runbacks and, like, insane double, like, against the loss to England, too, like, too, but, um, yeah, like, the double is there. I think I probably personally would have done the double myself, but, um, but I was saying, like, the new Rachel, like you're saying, so going for this draw but like I said even looking with the broom is like how close are you to that slide path and how much is it funny because if you go if you go out like wider or something then maybe um like a top almost in the 12th or something actually I'm looking at the broom is right now yeah it's out it's out a little bit you probably could have gone even further out if you wanted to be safe you know because like if you want to be safe to get in there but also probably because of the broom is because of that corner guard so Rachel needs full four foot again but she does have backing at the back Take it away, Vic. Oh, gosh. Half a stone on the four. Drawing against two. As the crowd settles in. And she focuses in. For a fourth championship. Needs a good piece of the four. And again, right away. Courtney and Weagle, again, really got to push. You hear her now. Holman right up behind her. Again, same thing here. Again, missed you. You got to go. You got to get to the four. Take it to the four. Little bit more. To the four, you got to go. Get it to the four. Take it now. And Alberta, Chelsea Carey, will steal for the Canadian Women's Canadian Championship. What a comeback. Oh my gosh. Incredible. 
<laughs> after trailing 5-1 after four. <laughs> they have come all the way back and literally stolen this championship away from Ontario and Rachel Holman. Dad is proud. <laughs> Outscoring Ontario seven to one. We want to tell those of you watching on TSN three, you'll be leaving us. If you want to watch the awards ceremony, TSN 1, 4, and 5. Alberta in the largest comeback in final history. In the Scotties history, Alberta are your Canadian women's curling champions. Complete, utter tire fire, complete. Light again. She basically ends up as the fourth shot in the ice. It's a steal of two. Pooks loses her damn mind. Drops an F-bomb. <laughs> we just want to fucking The look on Dan Carey's face is absolutely shocked. Same, Dan. Pooks yeah. is a maniac in all of this. <laughs> just losing her shit. Also, I hope you weren't watching this on TSN3, by the way. I believe they're off to the Winnipeg Jets, suffering a 4-1 loss to Brett's Arizona Coyotes. Feel the power of the Coyotes hockey, baby. Shoot, says... With Fortimola Magic. Shoot, says the Frizz. Make the final 8-6. 90-grade broom chuck by Rochelle Brown, which you'll hear them react to that as they talk to Chelsea there uh, afterwards as we play us out here in the outro. Yeah. <laughs> Your thoughts. You thought we were screaming in 10. Oh my god, we were done after 11. We were, I was, we were, we were watching, I was like, I was like, did she do it again? And as I said, and I yelled, like, she did it again. And we were, we were all stunned when that happened. Like, that was just a, a tire fire to end all tire fires, like an utter implosion from, from Rachel Holman and Kelly, utter implosion. And Pooks chugging her broom to the ceiling. Two steals to win the Scotty. The first to do that since Julie Sutton defeated Heidi Hanlon in 1975. Though she was already up after night. And uh, and the first person to win, or first skip to win on a steal since Amber Holland in 2011. Hey, hey you want to go to the hotel and have a rum? Thanks, hey. Amber. 5-1 lead after four. Four-point comeback is a record in a final. The other biggest gaps at that point were three points. Uh, 6-3 lead for Jennifer Jones in 2011, Amber 187. Captain Rourke, 6-3 lead after 6 in 2010, Jones, excuse me, 187 in extra. 5-2 lead for Jen Hanna after 6 in 2005, Jennifer Jones went 8-6 with some important shot at the end to score 4. Uh, 2001, Kelly Law had a 5-2 win or lead over Colleen Jones after 7, Jones 176 in extra. Also of note, in 1998, Kathy Morse led Ann Merklinger 5-2 after 5 one 7 6 and extra. And in 1988, Heather Houston led Pat Sanders 4-1 after 5 but one 6 5 on a steal in the 10th after giving up 3 in the 6th. Near records, though. In 2003, Colleen Jones led 5 nothing after 3 ends on Kathy Cunningham and won 9-7 in an extra. Colleen also had a 5-1 lead for 7 in 1999 but gave up 3-8 to 4, so got a single and 10 to win. 
1982, Colleen had a 4-0 lead after one end, and then was tied by Dorothy Rose in the third <laughs> and wins an 8-7 slugfest. In case you're wondering, since finals started in 1980 for the Labatt Briar, Labatt Briar, <laughs> I am a trendsetter for the Briar, uh, the largest comeback is four points in the final. Randy Furby had an 8-4 lead after seven ends in 2004, lost 10-9 to Mark Dacey. Many, many historical games for Brett. Oh, well, especially that Mark Dacey comeback. I mean, that's played on TSN a lot of times because of how that comeback even happened for Dacey over, uh, over Furby in that final. Your final stats, again from lead up, Brett is destroying his chip bag. He is disgusted by what he just witnessed again. Yeah. Alberta, 86, 86, 64, 65. Ontario, 85, 90, 76, 75. Well, Frizz played great. <laughs> she wasn't the weak link this time. What was Frizz the weak link? 15? 15, probably. Uh, with the win, uh, Carey now the 792 win percentage at the Scottish. I couldn't find what the current record is now. But in a minimum of 50 games, she's 42-11-792. Ahead of Holman, 790, 64-17. Jennifer Jones, uh, 141-46-754. And Sandra Smurler, 57-27, and 41 percentage. Hmm. Hmm. It's like Carrie's good at the Scotties. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the aftermath. At the 2019 Worlds, uh, Canada goes 6-6, six six, tied with Japan, Selena Nakajima, and the States' Jamie Sinclair for 6th place. Japan won both games, so they are in, and Canada misses the playoffs for the first time since 1999. At 99 Worlds, Colleen Jones went 4-5, and five, finishing 5th in a tie with Andrea Schopp and Louisa Ebenhofer of Switzerland. Yeah, and they were saying it was unfinished business, and, well, it was a other... I think they started okay, but it was a, turned into an implosion. At the 2020 Scotties, Kerry finishes 4-3 and three in Pool A for 3rd place. Uh, Robin Silverangle and Andrea Crawford, who had the same record, but he ended up in a tiebreaker... They end up 5-6 and six with a last draw win over Suzanne Burke, finishing tied 4-6 overall in the standings in the championship pool with Corin Brown and Suzanne Burke. If I recall, like they didn't really play a whole lot in their title defense, and um, it pretty much showed in that whole skies in general. That's it for that team after that. Most of COVID happens, too. But I think the team brought it up before that, and we'll get into where Sarah Wilkes goes in a little bit. As for Carrie, she skips Tracy Flurry's rank in the 2021 Scotties and goes 6-6. Six and six. She then heads to Saskatchewan with a team with Jolene Campbell, Stephanie Schmidt, Jen Armstrong, Rochelle, and Rachel Erickson. They lose to Penny Barger in the Saskatchewan final, go as one of the three wild cards in the Thunder Bay Skies in 2022, go 4-4 and miss the playoffs in Pool A, tied with Rachel Homan, more on that a little bit, Burt, and Barker as the voodoo of Krista McCarville gets the last spot from the pool at 5-3. <laughs> Then, in Chelsea's infinite wisdom, she decides to go back to Manitoba in 2023 with Jolene Campbell, Liz Fife, and Rochelle Erickson and crash out one and full four in the group play at the Manitoba Scotties. Carrie is now currently playing mixed doubles with Tony Colin Hodgson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just again, like, you know, like, they had this team here, but then, like, she started jumping around teams again, then, well, Manitoba basically is the province of death. Um on the women's side and yeah, but I know like her and Colin like are deep, are a pretty dynamic duo in the mixed doubles so um she has no she has this year though played on the Jennifer Jones' current team as a skip in place of Jennifer in the couple of events not like slams or anything like that but in a couple of events so she still does do four person curling but 
I have to wonder how much more she has left in the tank because a lot of times I see her like stretching out her knee and whatnot, like slide, like her slide there. So I, w- I just wonder how much more she's got left in the tank. Meanwhile, Pooks and Fergie join Kelsey Rock's team with Danielle Schneeman. They end up going as the lead and alternate. Fergie is lead, Pooks is the alternate with Laura Walker, twenty twenty one Scotty, to a third place finish for his Alberta's reps after a tiebreaker win over Jennifer Jones, but lost to Carrie Ironson in the semis. At the 2021 trials, the Rock Rank goes 5 and 3, tied for 5th. Uh, excuse me, 2021 trials go 3 and 5, tied for 5th in the standings with uh, Jacqueline Harrison and Laura Walker. They beat Ironson in the last game, though, to force tiebreaker madness with Scheidegger and McCarville. More on that another time. <laughs> they then lost to Kate Scheidegger 10 7 in the Alberta Semis in 2022, finished 4 and 3 and 4th out of the playoffs in 2023, and that is it. Ferguson is basically coaching now. I think a view of A, University of Alberta, is, and the uh, wheelchair curling team for Curling Canada. And Poops was last seen as an alternate with Clancy Grandy. But they're still having a bunch of parties and having fun. That's all they do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the home and ring, they won the Ontario title in 2020 over Holly Duncan. At the 2020 squad, they ended up 9-2 with a three-way tie for first place with Ironson and Jones. There's a loss to Ironson. They dropped to the 3-4 game. They beat Kristen McCarville 9-5. Then beat Jennifer Jones 8-3. A 6-2 lead after 6 for Ironson in the final. Hmm. hmm. It's 7-3 after 8. Homan gets 2-9 and, and steals 2-10, but Ironson survives a reverse car crash voodoo finish and wins an extra end, and Homan again doesn't win from the free slot, which is the last time it really happens because the page is basically done at that point because of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that final there, like, because Ironson made a ridiculous tap, remember. Like, that was a shot of the week. In that final, but and yeah, like Arsenal had a fairly makeable draw against two in that tenth end and threw it right through the rings, and then we fought like we kind of felt like like the you know the reverse sweep was gonna happen, but Arsenal like got our, got our mojo back or got our confidence back and basically like, made the draw for the win, and um, that pretty much started the run for this um, Arsenal crew, even though they gave up seven under. Don't worry about it. Uh, during the round of COVID time, we're in that point. We get a team change. Weagle is out in favor of Wilkes. Sure. Then Weagle joins up with Jennifer Jones in the reverse of what happened when Caffio got thrown out. You live long enough to be the villain. You become the hero along the way or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know either. Anyway, Weagle ends up in a five-player rotation for a couple of years with the Jones ring, and now she's playing mixed doubles with John Epping. Yeah, I feel, it just felt like Weagle got the short end of the stick on that whole... The, I mean, yeah, Wilkes is decent, but Wiggles one of the best leads out there. No Don McEwen, but like still, she's one of the best out there, and she makes the text shot every time. And it also didn't feel like she was the problem. <laughs> Anyways, 2021 Scott is in the Alberta hub in Calgary. 10-2 and of Ironson to get a bye to the final. 7-4 lead after 7 for Ironson in the final. Single and 8, steal of 2 to tight up at 9, but Ironson gets 2-10, and 10, doesn't have to throw her last. To win her second straight title. Yeah, like that was it's a little same thing again. Like they started out kind of slow, they clawed back, um, but Ironson made it two in a row. Um, in terms of finals comeback sense and leads, Ironson was up six two at the break in twenty twenty two over McCarville nine six was the final score, and it was pretty close this year twenty twenty three before a five ender resulted in ten four win over Jennifer Jones. Also, I guess technically Ironson is the first in a free slot to win the last two years, but again, the format is such a mess to get to the page, it doesn't really matter. 
64 team triple knockout tournament. It's a joke already with provincial playoffs and team skipping. Let's go. Sicko, sicko, sicko. I agree. The 2021 trials. It's time for the Rachel Holm Redemptions. Oh no. Tire fire. Two and six. Eighth place. You don't get a thing. Uh, what, a, what a disaster. So, 2022 Skies and Thunder Bay. Rachel's off to mixed doubles at the Olympics. Um, playing with John Morris. His representative no trials because of COVID. Uh, they ended up five and four missing out due to loss to Sweden and Italy. By a literal inch, they didn't make the playoffs. And it was, like, it was against Italy, too. Remember tiebreakers? Good times. But I allowed Eves yeah. win the gold that year, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. Uh, so they're wild card three because Holly Duncan has chosen his Ontario rep because reasons. Allison Flaxy is brought in. So I'm trying to remember the lineup now. Miscue skips. Miscue was the Miscue skipped. Um, I think. Flaxy threw second, Courtney was lead, and then Wilkes threw third, but Flaxy was in the house when Miskew was throwing. As you heard us mention a little bit earlier, uh, they end up 4-4 four and four in the pool, uh, in pool play, in pool A, and miss the playoffs. At that point, uh, Courtney uh, steps back from full-time curling and does a masterful job, was excellent at the 2023 um, Scotty's in the booth with Russ and Vic. Excellent mm-hmm. stuff. Hope she gets some more stuff there in the future. She'll do the 2022 Olympics, but I work with Mike Harris. I didn't listen to her then. Pain for me. Anyways, that leads to the arrival of Tracy Fleury. They win Ontario again, 9-2 over Holly Duncan. Revenge! Yeah. Then the 2023 Scotty's. They go 6-2 in Pool B, third behind McCarville and Jones. But gives up a steal and an extra and loses 7 6 to Nova Scotia's Christina Black. That was the, Whoops! That was the year when Flurry was calling the game. Holman was throwing four, four and skip rocks. And I remember she threw, she threw a hit in 10, and we kind of figured she was going to make it, but we were shocked that Holman missed that hit and gave the win to Nova Scotia's wacky pants Christina Black. Uh, because of the new format disguise, because screw tradition, uh, she has a buy straight into the events with a top ranked teacher as he was along with Jennifer Jones. Uh, and at the moment, they are throat ripping the circuit, looking like they're probably going to be the favorite. We'll see what happens for the Scotties, but they look to be on form. They, they right now they're on form, like with the slams and whatnot. But I haven't really last year. I haven't really paid attention to the slams as we I used to. Um, but right now, they're probably the favorites. Ironson's probably going to be up there as well. And then we'll have to see how the rest of the provincials go. Or just watch Chris McCarver wins the whole thing. Let's go! Anyways, um, do I recommend this game? Brett, what did Sammy Swindell say after getting the heat race win to get to the poll for the 2019 Kings Royal? What do you think? Yeah. This is a slow-developing 20-car highway pileup. <laughs> It is a magical journey. One of the damnedest curling games I've ever seen. Is it my favorite game? Probably just because of the tire fire wreck. Yeah. Um, we'll get your thoughts on this sucker, and I'll give you a couple more thoughts. Well, like we said, like it was when we were watching that game live, we thought it was pretty well done and dusted. It'd probably be more so if it was a men's game. But there's something about women's curling and the potential for car crashes and wild, crazy games is... 
just up there, and this was the prime example, like a 5-1 lead, and to blow it like that, when you had two chances, maybe three, to put it away, and almost you know, squish all the narratives that we've had about home in the last few years, it's a damning statement. Like, most most men's games, you're probably never going to get a car crash like this. Like, the only way you'll have, like, good games on men's side is, like, a back-and-forth slugfest. Because as soon as someone gets down in front, then it's pretty much over. But the, this, like, women's curling, especially, like I said, Scotty's or Briars, 10-end games... It can something that can be just utter madness, and that's what it was. You love it. I had forgotten that there was a lot of guard peel, which yeah. makes the home and loss even more baffling because it, foot is on the throat in five, and mm. then again she misses a couple run backs, and then it just gets sick of. Yeah, yeah. It is. It, it. This is one of those you have to see it to believe it. Yeah, we can't explain. <laughs> it. I forget the line. It's a Steve Evans line. I was there, and I still can't believe it. Uh. That was Mike Dunn's crash at Columbus in uh, 83. Yes. Yeah, that was where it was. Uh, great stuff. We're working on a decade of thrills reference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Well, Brett, thanks for doing this. Uh, you'll be back on again here on February. Uh, since we did the 88 and 90 years that we were born U.S. Nationals, we'll be doing the same for the Daytona 500. 88, I have seen in full before. It's a pretty good race, I think. We'll see what your thoughts on it are. I'm not going to discuss 90. <laughs> it's going to work out great for me. <laughs> Brett has nothing to say. I have nothing to say at all. What are you talking about? Uh, Jeff Gordon wasn't around then. Yep. Anyway, if you want to hear Brett's other appearances on the show, you can just subscribe to Let's Remember Some Sports on your favorite podcast provider. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon. The moment you know you are a Canadian champion, Rochelle Brown and Dana Ferguson having lost two previous finals when playing with Val Sweeting. Chelsea Carey wins for a second time and she's with Brian. Chelsea certainly a flair for the dramatic. Down five win in that game, you come back and you win your second Scotty's title. How did you hold in there? You know, the ice is a little tricky and they early on were making everything and we just were like, well, we need some misses. Just keep trying to make her throw hard shots, and we got a couple misses and pulled it off. Now, your second title, but the first for your teammates. What does it mean to do it with this team? I'm so happy for Dana and Rochelle. I mean, they've been so close every time, and, and I wanted really badly to win it for them, so it's awesome. Team Canada, again, you did it in 2016. Some unfinished business for Chelsea Carey? Yeah, for sure. We're looking to go there and stand on the podium at least, if not bring home a title for Canada, but I'm going to worry about that later. <laughs> and to do it with your dad? Uh, amazing, yeah. It was, he wasn't on the bench with us in 16, he was there, but it's awesome to have him be a part of it. The comeback kid, congratulations. I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks, Brian.